On last night's show, we talked a, a lot about the uh, stigma attached to things like Alzheimer's and how we should, you know, treat those diagnosed with these long-term, you know, very cruel diseases. But it's really only one part of the conversation. If you are diagnosed with this awful disease or your family is dealing with a long-term disease, maybe ALS or Lou Gehrig's, then you know how stressful it can be. It can be very scary. And then you know the disease is eventually going to take you. It takes, you know... Years. I mean, it could take a decade for someone to finally succumb to it. Um, and in doing in that in that matter, it can pose a lot of challenges um, for both sides, both those trying to care for them and those who are going through the ordeal and are really the, the victim of it. Eleanor Silverberg wrote a book. She heard the segment last night, How to Cope as a Family Without Losing Your Sanity. She joins us now. Eleanor, you've written a book on the very issue of dealing with, with uh, you know, someone who might have been diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's. And really, it's How to Cope as a Family Caregiver Without Losing Your Sanity. And I think it's an interesting title for a book because once you have someone in your life that is diagnosed... Um, I don't think families know how to react. I think that's true. There is no, like, uh, chronic illness 101 or dementia 101 that people learn in school. This is really learning on the job, and each caregiver I have found, and I've worked with many over the years, is unique because they come with their own personalities. They come with their own preparedness to handle difficult situations. If they, if they can't cope well with other situations, coping with, as a caregiver can be very, very challenging. Yeah, I mean, you kind of almost get lulled into a, a space where you feel like you've got a whole long time. You'll notice little differences happening here. I mean, maybe your loved one forgets something or maybe they they start saying the odd thing. But, you know, it then turns one day and you're really confronted that you actually your life is changing as you know it and you have to start planning. That's And that's exactly what my book, um, uh, a big part of my book features the the difficulty that family members face in coming to terms with the changes and that they have to change to accommodate this so um it's it's like a it is a grieving process and that's what uh, a a big chunk of the book is about facing the losses that come with having a family member. Now we're talking today about dementia, um, but in this book, it can cover any real chronic illness that is ongoing. Right. And, and, you know, look, at at some point when you're dealing with someone who has a a chronic illness or an illness that is inevitably going to take them, be it Lou Gehrig's, ALS, dementia, any of these, you know, you get to a point where all of a sudden you have to play God in someone's life. You know, in my stepfather's case, he wanted to work, he wanted to drive, he wanted to do things. But, you know, at some point we had to step in and say, you can't do that. It's not easy to do. No, and I'm wondering how you did that because that that's such a common issue of how, and how the the caregivers, the family members deal with something like like that example of driving and when the family member has to what you call play god 
I call it kind of, kind of taking control. I've just had a um, uh, an excerpt from the book that was um, put on a website all about that, how to take control uh, after you've come to terms with that, that you've, there's a loss of control. You cannot control the situation, and then you have to take control of the situation by becoming a caregiver and making decisions, just such as what you say with the, with the driver's license. Yeah, and, and, and there does come a point where while you'd love to keep them at home, it's in many cases, it's just not doable. And there comes a point when you actually have to look to long-term care, which is not easy to get, especially in the province of Ontario, because then you find yourself with waiting lists. You have a loved one that is kind of shuffled around from you know, hospitals to caregiving uh, situations. What, what advice would you give someone if you knew that you were dealing with a, a, a person with a long-term illness that was inevitably going to take their life? What can they do, I think, more proactively? Because it caught us off guard and it added a lot of stress uh, to an already awful situation. Uh, yes, it, it is a benefit to be um, uh, reactive rather than I mean, to be, it's a benefit. I'm sorry, I'm saying the reverse. <laughs> You've proactive, benefit yeah. to be proactive than to be reactive as a caregiver. And, and, and there again, you have unique individuals that are, that are in this role. And there are some people that that's how they cope. When a crisis occurs, that's when they react. But so you're asking me what advice I would give. Really learn to be proactive. Um, be ahead of the game. And plan because just like you said, uh, if you're when you're ready for long term care, that doesn't mean long term care no. is going to be ready for you. Right. So you have to prepare in advance, and there is a process, as as you know, going through it. But people that haven't gone through it have to learn that there is a process, and that it can take years before a bed becomes available. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very frustrating because uh, in our case, it was a waiting list. That's it. So it was always a temporary. And, and in Ontario, as you know, we just don't have the resources available for seniors um, with with long-term illness. Yes. And the reality is, like you said, you can't just go in and say, I'm going to need a hospital bed in six months. You just won't get one. So yes. I'm not sure uh, if there's a way to ease that uh, that kind of burden or stress. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting that the, you say that about a way of easing it. I think it's how the caregiver adapts to the situation and the circumstances that they're living with and, and how, it, you know, you can take personality or coping style, all these things into consideration into how they do act. But getting help is really, really important. Do not, do not isolate yourself and think that you can even handle this alone. Um, I say it takes a village to provide care for one person with dementia because it, it, it is so, first of all, it, it can take years, yeah. often years of the progression. And then um, you, you start to wear down and you're, you get depleted energy. So to get help, there are so many things that have to be done. There's doctor appointments. There's in, in the home, then there's once 
there's more care needed, that becomes even more demanding. So trying it on your own is definitely not recommended. Getting help is very, very important. Well, what help is there available? Because, I mean, not you need money to get home care and things like that. So if you don't have the means, how, how do you go about it? Well, there is the government-subsidized help. I mean, it is limited, no doubt about that. There are day programs like for people with dementia for caregivers to get respite. As far as emotional inner resiliency, that's where my book comes in because that it really does take being able to come to terms and being able to adapt and um, when you say not having the money, it a book can offer a lot of help. It can be a companion for you, and and it doesn't cost a lot of money. Uh, and another tip that I could really give to caregivers is to not be resistant. Yeah, face what is happening. And like I said, getting help is important. Um, if if you are offered help, take it. Yeah, learn absolutely. the word. Learn the word. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I do tend to agree with that. But it is a tough, tough battle for anyone having to navigate yes. it. Eleanor, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. The book is keeping it together: how to cope as a family without losing your sanity. And you grab that at. Amazon. So some tips on uh, how to deal with those kinds of long-term issues that affect, I think, a lot more families than we hear from.